This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Episode 539, A Lucilius Parable, The End of Contentment. Lucilius was walking along a rocky shore, clad in thick gumboots and nitro waders that went up to his chest, enjoying the cold sunshine and the chit-chat offered by his snarky AI demon. The tiny technological marvel often took the form of a tiny origami butterfly made of white paper that fluttered around him, and had lately demanded that Lucilius call it Tinkerbell, that is with two E's, one on the end and in reference to the French word bell, not, as Tinkerbell made sure to remind him constantly, anything to do with beasts and beauties and large corporations that have a monopoly on animated films. Tinkerbell decided on this name as it seemed an apt description of what it felt it was at core, that is, in her words, integrated machine learning neural nets are a beautiful way to tinker with things. But after a recent obsession with the music of Cardi B, which Tinkerbell could generate at venue volumes for Lucilius wherever they went, due to a Bluetooth neural link the two shared, Tinkerbell had begun to demand that Lucilius call her Tinky B. The paper waif glided in front of Lucilius's face, making the cold sunshine flicker. You really think the Southern Mars Coalition is going to secede? Tinky B asked. I honestly don't think it matters. They seem a bit confused. Like one of the things they're advocating for is a return to natural ecology. All the while they live in giant glass domes on a different planet. I mean, what does natural ecology even mean in that situation? Seems a bit hypocritical to tell Earth how to do things when they don't even live here. The two were silent while Lucilius navigated the rocky terrain, the cold water surging up, splicketing between and around the boulders and pebble sand. I don't know. What do you think, Belle? Suddenly, the sound of the beach and the water muted, and an amphitheater of machine guns materialized around Lucilius, hovering in place, all of them clicking as rounds were loaded into chambers. Lucilius rolled his eyes. The AI demon spoke. I told you, the name is Tinky B. Lucilius's eyes slid to his side and looked at the tiny paper wave, now motionless and still in the air. Do you always have to be so dramatic? The voice of the AI demon deepened into a thunderous voice that is usually reserved for monsters at the end of video games and the grotesque villains in superhero movies. What's my name? Okay, okay, Tinky B. The guns instantly vanished and the sweet sound of the beach drifted back into Lucilius's consciousness. I think you're probably right, Lucy, Tinky B said. They don't seem like the brightest bunch. They rely on all those artificial living systems, and yet none of them even has a demon. Lucilius approached a large boulder and looked at the lines of color that ran through it. Belle noticed what he was doing and scanned the rock. Good eye, she said. Let's crack it, Lucilius said. The paper butterfly landed on the rock and slowly circled into position, its tiny legs tapping for the right spots. Then its wings folded up, and a high-pitched tone began to sing out. The sound concentrated down into a deep resonance, and then with a quick snap, the sound exploded, and the butterfly lifted up into the air, 
as the giant rock gently fell open. Lucilius knelt down to look at the inside of the rock where a fossil was perfectly visible. Weird, Lucilius said. This one looks like it died just sitting down. Bell fluttered down to get a closer look. Bears will sit like that sometimes. Cats and dogs too, I guess. Let's get the story, Lucilius said. Bell began her scans of the fossil, analyzing for DNA reconstruction and evidence of environmental factors. She beamed the information to orbiting servers that ricocheted the data to quantum computers that remained in Earth's shadow, where temperatures created optimal conditions for energy efficiency. Maybe a precursor to the penguin, Lucilius said. Doesn't look like this animal did much. Pretty low bone density. That's right, Bell said. Looks like this was in the same family that eventually became petrels, frigate birds, and loons. Never seen a bird sit like that before. Oh, full analysis is coming in, Bell said as servers beamed her their requested reports. Huh, Bell said. What's up? asked Lucilius. Apparently this particular animal never ate. Never even had one meal beyond the egg. Abandoned by the parents? Nah, apparently the parents in this species branch wouldn't tend to the eggs because they were so large. The animal would hatch fully formed and never see its parents. Well, that's convenient. Super resource intensive for the mother, though, Bell added. True, but wouldn't be too much of a hassle if there's enough food around. Any evidence of natural predators? Nope, looks like this land was an island when this one was alive. And you were bang on about the low density. Apparently this animal didn't even move after it hatched. Uh, brain damage or developmental issues? Doesn't look like it, Bell said. Lived for 97.734 days. So you're telling me this thing hatched and then just sat here, in one place, until it died? The little paper butterfly dipped in the air and glided silently for a moment. Uh, yeah. How's that possible? What's the analysis of brain chemistry? Bell was silent with the analysis for a moment. Hmm, she sounded. What? Lucilius prodded. Well, Lucy, it seems as though we've found an animal that was born with a mutation that allowed it to be perfectly content. <laughs>